Drogba in der Mitte, Schneider, Schneider, Merhaba and welcome to episode 17 of the Lions Den, a Galatasaray podcast done by the community for the community. From all around the world, I'm your host, Mazhar, and a big applause to my fellow podcast members. Woo! <laughs> you. From. That's, that sounded really hyped. Yeah. From New York, America, we got our mobsters, Imre and Yasin. Yasin, yeah. it's your birthday as well, yeah? Coming up? Not yet, in a week, yes. Six days to be exact. In a week. Ooh. Yep. Damn. Yeah, boys turning 28. Damn. One step closer to 30. Starting to feel old like Summit day by day. Oh, But <laughs> we still have some time until then. Party while you can, bro. Party while you can. You're getting old. Through that. <laughs> From the Kingdom of the Netherlands, we got Sali and Samo, the former host. How you boys doing? Doing all right. I don't know, you gotta work on your uh, intro, bro. Get more energy in there, Mouse. What is this? 7 a.m., bro. It's 7 a.m. Cut me some slack. <laughs> Get a coffee. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> From Toronto, Canada, we have our Pokemon Master Jam. How are you, bro? How's the, how's the storm? Oh, well, that's a new one, actually. Pokemon Master now. The, the people know my real identity. Gotta catch them um, all. Of course, of course. Yeah, no, uh, we had like pretty much tornado weather. It was crazy, man. Like things flying around everywhere. Small puppies, kittens flying everywhere. Fences breaking down, stuff like that. It's pretty crazy. But then in true Canadian fashion, like how the weather is here, it lasted about 30 minutes. And now the sun is absolutely beaming. Everything's dry, 30 degrees. So that's how it goes here. Are you man. serious? Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, John, is that normal nowadays? Like in the spring for you guys? Because I know we have that in the fall, right over here, Emre? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty normal. Like uh, now in the spring, we have those rainy days, but the way I've never ever seen a place with such unpredictable weather. Like one minute, just like I said, it's it's literally tornado weather, and then thirty minutes later, every, you're walking around shorts and t-shirt outside. The sun is beaming. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, Serious bipolar America weather. in a nutshell. Yeah. That's wild. Okay, we got everyone. We got a full squad today, I just realized. Been a while. It is. Yeah, it has been a while. Hey, Maz, before moving on, I do have a question for you, though. How's, uh, yes. how's Uncle Bob doing? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are, are we actually going to do this right now? Who's Uncle Bob? <laughs> yeah, who is that? Bob's explain your uncle, it, mate. Explain it to Summit, please. I'll, I'll explain. <laughs> no, there's a saying in like Australian and British um, English, like Bob's your uncle. Yeah. And if you guys have heard it, you guys probably have. So pretty much it means like, um, like you're done. Like you say something, I don't know, for example, you say, okay, just fill out the paper, send it through. And then Bob's your uncle. Like that's it. It's that easy kind of thing. It's just like a saying. And John, I don't know where he saw it. And he keeps saying, saying it to me. Like last night he said like three or four times. I'm like, bro, what's this guy saying? <laughs> bro, I don't know why it's so... Like, that's just such a hilarious thing to say. That's so random and funny. Like, I was, I was watching a, a TikTok and it was this... So, like, the first part was this American guy that was... Uh, he was closing this package of bread in, like, a really stupid way. And then the video cut to this Aussie guy, like, showing a better way how to do it. And his way, obviously, it was, it was a lot cleaner, a lot better. And then after he was done showing it, he's like, and yeah, Bob's your uncle, mate. And the video ended. I was like, what the fuck? What did he say? <laughs> I'm going to start using that now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, dude, I'm 100% using that. So then when I heard that, I just, every time Maz would say something, I would just reply and just say, Bob's your uncle, mate. I don't even know what it meant at the time. I was just saying it. <laughs> now you know. I'm going to tell some New Yorker. Yeah, you go two blacks down, turn to right. <laughs> Bob's your uncle. <laughs> See, Imre knows. Imre gets but, but, it. But yeah, so it's yeah like, exactly. And bro, why does it work so well? It just does. It's so weird, but so funny. I don't know. You guys are making fun of me. <laughs> are you drunk, Maz? No. It's 7 a.m. He just woke up, mate. <laughs> He's drunk on half I literally just woke up. Like, 
when when Sally called me, I was checking my morning shit. What's your morning <laughs> shit? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was more like my night shit because it was like freaking six thirty, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you took a shit. Yeah, you want to yeah. see? Did you wipe it from <laughs> front or the back? Uh, here we go. I use water. I use water. Yeah. Use what? No wiping? Okay, interesting. A bidet? No, I use I use I use water to clean my ass. You guys don't use a bidet? No, I mean no. I don't I have do. it here. I do, I do. Right, come on, bro. Come on, you gotta use a bidet, bro. It'll what change you, your life. Don't you wipe it afterwards, though? Yeah, I dry it with toilet, but I use it to dry. Hmm. What side do you dry it? Yeah, yes, yes. I go from back to front. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We've okay. had this conversation, but I only use it to dry, bro. I'm a, I'm a clean guy. Yeah. I use a bidet. Nobody's a front wiper here, right? No, I don't Not think me. so. Okay. Well, I'm still. Maz, you take a him. good shit, or was it like an ant shit? You know, because like whenever I take ah, a bro, good oh. shit, it makes my day amazing, bro. I I start off like ten pounds lighter. <laughs> and I feel yeah, shit, yeah actually, <laughs> nah, it's a nice fibrous. Nice shit, like the ones that oh. don't leave any marks on your ass either. Nice. <laughs> those are the best, dude. I'm telling I, I, you. Those, those are I, the best. I don't want to continue too long, but like Emre, like the pre-podcast shits you take, are those the good ones or <laughs> the messy ones? The what? The what? The pre-podcast ones you take, usually. Surely messy. Literally, surely. It's, it's green tea, bro. I'm telling you, this shit is amazing for it. Green tea. That's why he's always so late. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm always taking a shit right before the podcast. I should try that, bro. Telling you, goaded. Nice. Should we talk about golf today? <laughs> <laughs> wait, I don't know. I, didn't I, say... I mean, we've been talking about shit, right? So there you go. Oh wait, do you hear that? <laughs> oh. Oh. Do you hear that? Oof. Breaking news. There we go. I got you guys. So let me start off by saying, Semihkaya had an interview with GSA TV. Well, that Turkish chick that also tries to put a heavy British accent on. This time, she was speaking <laughs> Turkish, luckily, so didn't have to endure that. Hmm, I guess why. Yeah. Alpaslan Öztürk interview with Football Arena. And then we have the Galatasaray U19 team win against Fenerbahce. There's also a recap video. The presidency lists are also out. It's Dursun Özbek who joined forces with Metin Öztürk and they're going against Eşref Hamamcoğlu. Dursun Özbek said it's not time for Terim yet, maybe in the future, but not now. Potential managers, coaches are Okan Buruk and Nuri Şahin. And then Kerem Aktürkoğlu had a nice tweet. He said goodbye in the end. What it means, well, you fill in the gap. Luis Campos has been officially assigned as sportive director of PSG. And then we had some interesting says from Dominic Torrens, who said, I want to stay. I have made no vacation plans and I'm working closely with our sporting director. Is he talking about Sensibile? What is he talking or... about? Exactly. Hasn't, didn't Sensibile like left already? Like I thought he was like long gone. Packed no. his luggage and left, no? We can go in deep after the last news, which is, as of now, we have a bunch of players who have parted with Ryan Babel, Arda Turan, Feguli, Semikaya, Fatih Öztürk, Erik Pulgar, Inaki Pena, Halil Dervishola. Who will we keep? Who will we see next season? We don't know. And that was the news, folks. Back to Maz. Okay. <laughs> what do you want to talk about, Maz? Right now, do we have to talk about Gala? Can we just keep talking about toilets? Now, what what we could talk about, perhaps we can is, talk uh, about toilets. Alpazlan Öztürk. Exactly. Like, what did you guys find of that interview? Of it talking. Honestly, uh, Salah, Salah, Salah. <laughs> Damn. Honestly, I'm Moroccan. Honestly, Salah. That was the only video I didn't watch, Alpazlan Öztürk's, uh, mm. probably because of the shitty bait they put in front of the vid. Delikan mm. Adam Arda Turan. So I have not much to say about it. Yeah, that's, that's, I didn't see that. That's the only one I didn't watch either. Um, but just because I had really no interest in what he had to say, I, I couldn't <laughs> care really. 
But I did see the Semikaya one, and uh, I watched that one in full. And uh, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I'll just say he's probably, at this point now, he's probably not the best footballer in the world. But I don't know, man. He's, he's a pretty stand-up guy, in my opinion. Don't you guys think? John, you know what Semikaya said in his The Most list? Uh, what? The Most Messy is Halil Darvishoglu. Of course. Yeah, so it's agenda against for sure. Him. That's the only it thing he'll remember. You, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I can name a few. Uh, I actually watched it and we tweeted it as well. The most relaxed, tranquil is uh, Sasha Boy. The most sleepy headed person is Thailand, apparently. The most talkative, he said, is Keram. And aggressive, Marcao. Greedy, he said, Muslera, which is an interesting one. Punctual, he said, myself and Muslera. And mm. then there are some obsessive people, a bunch of names. But yeah. Now, the most interesting thing I found was the greedy part. He said Muslera. Just shows the millions he's making. Yeah. I don't know if that's like what he means exactly, to be honest with yeah. you. It doesn't have to do with money either, right? It could just Yeah, be that a, was a weird one. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious. It could have been just having a laugh. I mean... Honest. Do you guys even? even that, yeah. I don't know why. What the point of like doing these interviews are and asking who's this and who's that? I feel like it's unnecessary like tension. Like you tell this about like uh, oh Halil is a fucking lazy guy, then you know kind of creates tension with Halil and the rest of the guys. They're all telling him. <laughs> if I were Halil, that he, you know I would I mean? be pissed. That's like, what I'm saying, right? Yeah, <laughs> marking me it's, as it's a not lazy. Nice to say. Yeah. You you know what I wish they would do like other than. Well, well, the, the actual interviews are, are good. I, I like seeing those too, but I wish instead of them asking these questions on who's the most or least, whatever, I wish that we had videos in the same style that uh, Babel makes on his YouTube. Uh, mm-hmm. are, those, are those not the best like behind the scenes videos to like see how the player's personality is and like how people get along? That's always the best insight I find. It's contrast on our own social here. media team. Yeah. His contract yeah, is like, ending, so you can get him on our social media team. Yeah, yeah we'll uh, we'll get we'll get him in for an episode. Can I just say <laughs> one last thing about Semikaya before we treat other news? That chick, I hate it when she's doing international interviews in English because she's forcing her British accent so hard, it becomes unbearable to watch. And in Turkish, she sounds more genuine and real, which I like this time with Semikaya. The thing is, is that, well, I don't know about you guys, but I think most people are doing less listening and more looking, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> not, not even not a 10. I mean, she's not a 5 either. Yeah. I think she went to school in England. To like yeah, that, that's the shit. thing, yeah. So the, that has part to do with it too. Um, not to defend her. It is annoying. I... I couldn't listen to, I think, Musle's interview because of it. I just couldn't stand her voice. But <laughs> I think maybe that's why she has that accent. No, but you feel, you, you notice like she's enforcing that accent. Like, that's how I feel when I watch it. It's, yeah. It doesn't come natural. A bit over the top. It does feel very forced. It's very unnatural, but her Turkish yeah. interviews are good, so mm-hmm. I don't mind yeah. them too much. But uh, what about the Alpaslan one? Did you? So no one listened to it. I mean, I only listened to a small no. part of it, but I've, like I've not the full thing. Like parts and pieces from like Twitter, what he yeah, said same. and stuff. So yeah, you didn't yeah. listen to it? No, like no, no. I I only listened to a small part. Of, bro, who wants to listen to Alpaslan? Like, come on. Um, yeah. <laughs> the only yeah, part that that like came out uh, mostly was how highly he praised Arda Turan. On how he's during training, like uh, I don't know, they're like doing, uh, they're like passing around, and when the ball goes out, uh, Arda says shit like, "No, you're Galstar, you're not allowed to lie. That's not how we work, you know." Like p- putting uh, our club basically in a good light all the time and saying how a Galstar should behave, like, "Oh, Galstar should look after his body, etc." Then I think mm-hmm. of himself, you know, how he looks, okay. but. That, that's that's what caught that's what caught what my uh caught my ears basically. I'm I mean, glad he's do, do you guys find that genuine? Do you, like honestly, do you guys find that genuine? Uh, what Arda's no. doing? I, I I personally I don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't. 
it feels like that obby culture we used to have back in exactly the day, right? that's exactly what it is i he loves the club and he says the right things which is why i think he gets a lot of praise as well but it's overdone it's, it really is like it, i i cringe so much every time mm. you see like a little clip of like a player whether it's alpaslan or a youth player kissing ardo turan's hand in practice they're like the players like in their uniform or in their training kit and the Arda Turan is in like a gumlek in dress pants and he's just sitting there with his sunglasses like he's the coach or something like that shit just pisses me off it's so cringe until you are actually not a player and your player contract finishes you have to act and behave like a player even if you're injured or on the sideline in my opinion he's kind of making that transition into beyond player at outside before his contract even finishes I don't like it. And, I, and I let me tell you, not a fan of it. Look, look at him and then look at Hakan Balta. Hakan is dealing with the same thing. He's coaching the U19. You don't see any flash, any media, any like coverage of him just sitting in a goddamn sun chair, you know, watching the kids. No, he's actually doing something. I, I feel like it's not all for show when it comes to Hakan. With Arda, everything's show, man. I, I, I can't stand this guy. I can't wait till he leaves. I can't wait till most of these guys leave. Actually, it's it's like <laughs> Galsarai's the toilet, they're the shit, and we're finally flushing them out. That's what it feels <laughs> like. A good shit. I mean... Feels good. It is important to have these kind of values and show them within the club to create that atmosphere. because. But it doesn't feel genuine. That's what we're saying. It doesn't feel genuine when it comes to Arda. Like Muslera, with Muslera, it. it feels genuine to me. Because well, he's always know. been that way. He only thinks Arda about is money. two-faced. Greedy. With, with Arda, okay, maybe a bit of a weird example, but with Arda, like the way he speaks and the way he acts is just, it's not the same, right? It's it's the same as it would be, I don't know, just because I uh, just played Hitman, right? The game. It would be the same as like a Hitman telling you that killing people is bad. Like, what are you saying, you know? You're not the person to say that. And I feel like with Arda, that's the same case as well. It's not genuine, as you guys said before. He's just doing it to uh, Nedesem, uh, to cleanse his name a bit, so he can probably proceed f- uh, further his career in football. I-, I think that's the only reason he does that, honestly. I don't think he actually means most of stuff he says. I do think he that's has Galatasaray at heart. Of course. I don't think anybody's think- doubting that, though, Summit. I think people are just saying that he's overdoing it, and mm-hmm. it's for show. I nobody nobody can argue against you saying Arda Turan loves Galsa. He's always talking about it. He was our youth player. He did well for us when he became part of the A team. He represented Galsa when he went to Atletico, always carrying our flag, talking about Galsa, talking about Tedim. That's all stuff we appreciate. Uh, Emre was talking about last podcast too. He said I loved Arda when he went there. I was like like my own child. I was so proud of him. But it's when he, you know, he think he took things too far. You know, he he doesn't know how to keep his mouth shut. He mm-hmm. always has to be the guy that's the center of attention. And yes, it's nice that he has Galsai at heart. And I, I hope he stays this way. I see a future at Galsai with him. But the way he's doing it right now, it's too much. It's just try, it's too try hard. And the whole thing with the Fatih Terum era kind of put like a sour taste on it too. I think what he needs is just to leave the club, go to one of our youth teams or better yet, go to another club somewhere else, part of their youth team or become an assistant to another big name elsewhere and make your name like Nuri Shahin is, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody was talking about Nuri Shahin two years ago when he was playing for Antalya Sport. Yes, we knew he was a Galatasaray fan. Yes, we knew he had a good, you know, rep at, in the Bundesliga and Premier League, but nobody said to themselves at the time, man, I really look forward to Nuri Shahin becoming maybe like the next club or the next Pep and maybe even coaching Gala, because these are not things that he talked about and like put himself in the fame for. He just worked hard, silently, player Antalya, player coach, and now all of a sudden you have 30-40% of the fan base at Gala that want to see him as a coach. We'll talk about that too, but that's what I want to see from Arda Turan. I, I, that would be his best situation, I think. I think. I think it's also his circle, his circle with media, his circle of friends, and he's been like this since well, a long time now, always in the media. So, yeah, I, I know what you guys mean, but I still think he tries to do best for Galatasaray. So, I think it's just damage control because of his past, bro, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the circle is shit, man. He's part of that, you know, Adam Taifa with like Burak and Emre Belezolo 
And ever since he went to Basakche from Barcelona, my like respect mm-hmm. for him like dove up from a cliff. You don't understand? Like I, I so like disappointed with him when he went there. I mean, there were problematic eras at that time at Galatasaray as well. Like there were talks about getting him or not fee. So there, there's a lot more things going on. So in general, like have you guys seen the video of when we won against Fenerbahce? They did a video and you see Hakan Balta saying at the end, guys, celebrate, but do it with respect. I don't want to hear any cursing. Just be respectful. And and to me, that's what it means to be Galatasaray. Though. That's exactly that's what I'm saying. Hakan Balta is le- legit the guy you want to see. That's the example. That's the, that's, that's the milestone for everyone. Not Arda Turan. Have you guys watched the game as well? No. I watched some of it. The U19, you mean? Yeah. yeah, I read all Just like everything snippets, that happened. Like very small snippets. Yeah, I, I I watched it. How did you think it went, John? Yeah, I, I like uh, I I I love how their team plays. I think they there's a lot of talented players in that team that I'd love to see in the uh, in the first team as well. Um, but I agree with everything everyone is saying about um, Hakan. Like he's. He's a really, he's a very respectable person in the club. And he, he, it seems like he has a, a good head on his shoulders, you know? Like, my, my thing with Arda Turan is that I feel like he's approaching that, like, God complex. If he's not already there, he's approaching it for sure. Like, that, you know, the God complex thing that we see in Turkey sometimes that, you know, certain people have, including Fatih Terim as well, but... Um, I don't know, Hakan just, he seems different. He, and I think he's a, that's a really good role for him to start, you know, a coaching career and, and maybe he can, he can go somewhere with it. But in, ter- in terms of how their team play, I, I love how they play. Uh, the goals that we scored were uh, like kind of questionable goals, like goalkeeping Terrible. mistakes and stuff like that. Yeah, it is, you know, questionable goals, but that doesn't take away from the actual uh, performance they put in. I thought they put in a good performance and they deserve to win. And uh, yeah, they're a lot of fun to to watch. So we'll see if any of those players can break through into the first team. Uh, I'd love to see a, a few of them at least start training, right? Anything that caught your eye? Like players and ge- players, or just things in general? Yeah, players. Yeah, I think uh, Hamza is. Of course, everyone has his eyes on him. He seems so uh, so relaxed and composed. I I love seeing that, and he's he's a uh, pretty creative as well. Like. I don't know how many of these games you guys have seen, but the few matches I've watched, he he plays in the midfield, of course, but he he always seems to find himself in wide areas on the left there, and he's so creative, and he he's I don't know, he just he makes use of such little space and turns nothing into something. He's he's a tricky player, so I'd really love to see him. Um, he he's my I know a lot of people rate Beknas and you know he kind of gets a lot of the excitement and stuff like that but for me I have my eye on Hamza I I'd, I'd love to see him start training with our team especially cuz we're in kind of a midfield crisis well yeah I guess you could call it a crisis we're not really the strongest there so I'd like to see him uh join the first team and I'm excited from the U19 team what caught my eye was of course Hamza Akman you saw him perform and you see he's he seems a bit more grown up. It's also probably the reason he was taken to the main team to play against Dinamo Kiev. And Taha Aydınlı, I really liked him as well. Taha, Other yeah. than that, I want to have a special note for Bignas because this is the U19 team, remember? And he's 16 years old and he's doing fairly well as well. So those three have been... Yeah, I've had an eye on for a long time. And other than that, I want to say, yeah, the goals were shit. I mean, the keeper obviously made two mistakes, and that's how we scored two goals. So it wasn't a great game, but we won. Oh, I forgot. There was, because I've watched a few games of the U19, and there was a black midfielder, Pape Yusu Niang. And I was checking why, what happened to him. when, when, When did he leave? And apparently... He's basically Hakan Balta told him, hey, go and warm up. Uh, I need you here and there or something. And he just went through to the, to the locker room. And after that, he cut off ties or something like that. I don't know. It's a bit of uh, a weird thing that happened mean? there. 
If he that's was, true, that's very disappointing. He was really good. Anyone else watch the game? I just want to add a quick comment about Hamza. I mean, Jung did a good explanation on him about him being creative and finding himself on that left wing. Something that stands out for him, for me, is the fact that he's not afraid to go and attack a player and make a dribble and try and beat them. You don't see that a lot in youth players. Usually they gain that and that confidence later on as they get older or they get a little bit more respect, a little bit more comfort. To see him be able to do that against Fenerbahce away in the unit 19, but also he played the same way against Dinamo Kiev, I think, in that friendly match we had last month. Same thing. He would find the ball in the left wing and make that dribble past the defender. A lot of players like to play it safe. He's not afraid to take on that dribble. And that reminds me a little bit of Kedem last season. That was That's what stood out to me from Kedem last year when he was getting those few minutes. The reason why I knew that kid was going to be good last year is because he had that confidence to say, I have the ball. I'm a winger. I'm an attacker. If I beat this, this defender that's in front of me, I'm one-on-one or I have a good attacking position. See Hamza do that at that age is very exciting, and I can't wait to see what he can do in the A-team growing up because we have a lot of good quality players in our A-team right now, but you, you, don't, you don't see that from them. You don't see them have that confidence to be a player. They're afraid. They like to play safe. I miss having players that are not afraid to just go and attack like Bruma Rodriguez. We're missing those type of players in the current team that we have apart from Kedem, in my opinion. Yeah. Shall we move on to the presidency list? We shall. So we have two candidates, Dursun Özbek and Eşref Hamamcıoğlu. I don't know what you guys think of these two candidates. Would you like to see Yala Surat back again? And which managers they would bring? Not that I necessarily have input, but may I ask John a question? Sure. So... The partnership of Tursun Özbek and Metin Öztürk oh on a scale of zero to crookness. How how crook are these? It, it's it's opinion? you can't you, it's it's unmeasurable. You can't measure something like that. It's that is the highest level of crook that I have ever seen in my life. And if that happens, I I don't know. I don't know what's going to become of the club. Yeah, you like, said I can't Metin even... Öztürk was a crook last episode. Does Tursun Özbek overgo that? Overturn. They're they're equal crooks, man. Like I I just like I said when I was explaining uh, when I was we were talking about Metin and, and everything like that. If you just look, all you have to do is look at a picture of them, and that that already tells you everything. Just look at how they look like, man. They're absolute crooks. We already know we've been through Dursun. We know everything all about him. But yeah, this is these are like two evil men coming together, in my opinion. I don't know what's gonna happen if if that comes true, but. And then you throw Fatih Tedim in the mix with these guys, and I don't know. I don't well, know. Well, he's saying it's not time for Fatih Tedim. Yeah, yeah so. for coaching, but I think he wants to bring him as like a sporting di- director of some sort, according to reports, anyway. Who's going to bring Jink Ergun then? That's Eshef. That's Eshef. Yeah, that's Eshef. Okay. Oh my God, these both, both these presidents suck. And so wait, I have a question for y'all. Because like this is interesting now that I think about it. Tursun wanted to run for president by himself, right? He didn't want opposition. Mm-hmm. Metin Esther gave in and said, "Okay, let's let's work together." Eshef was like, "Nah," because Tursun approached Eshef to do and work together, I believe, and like because he wanted to run sole by himself, mm-hmm. right? Eshef said, "No, I have my own plans." What do you guys think about that? Does does that make you respect Eshef even more? Does that make you want to vote for him even more? I, I yeah. find it interesting that Eshef was able to say that to Dursun in this situation because it seems like Dursun does have a lot of power back in the board. Yeah, for sure. Like It's like Eshref pretty much just told him, like, sorry, bro, I don't speak crook. See you later. <laughs> and that was it. It just makes him a normal human being, bro, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nothing out of the ordinary there. I mean, so far from what I understood, Eshref, yeah, I think uh, based on what he said, I think that's respectable. I think he presents himself in a more, in my opinion at least, respectable manner compared to, well, Tursunesbek because we have a history with him and Metinistruk who changes what he thinks, well, every two, three days, seems like. So, yeah, I, I think that's fair. And um, for me, it's not really a worrying sign. I think it's probably better for Eshref than to uh, keep stick to his own plans if he thinks he can do better. But 
all in all, do I have a lot of faith in either? After what we've been through this year, I don't know. I'll I'll I literally have to just wait and see on what's gonna come out of this. To defend Sometimes. to defend Dursun Uzbek. <laughs> to defend Dursun a bit. Of course you would. You're gonna commit the ultimate sin, but go ahead. No, I mean yeah, I'm looking at it from an objective side. The man came and he did really bad in his first mm-hmm. stint. How much worse can it be in a second stint? He must have learned from it. He has probably <laughs> put a better auditing team on it. Oh my People god. People are son. more aware of the situation. They're gonna put him on under a magnifying glass. And probably maybe he can be super successful. I don't know. Damn it. I'm gonna stop you right there, bro. <laughs> I am gonna stop you right there. Do you not remember that he basically gave away Riva for like pennies? I know pennies. for his and that hotel Jenkins had to buy it back or not buy, but he had to like cancel everything and then we had to pay a fee because of how bad that deal was. And how he said goodbye to Snyder. We gave away the Ada, we just got that back. The Snyder, bro, that's like time. the that's what I'm saying. What do you mean how worse can it get, dude? He can literally <laughs> bankrupt the club. Yeah. It's hard to argue know. against s- that. S- sounds like a crook to me, bro. Is being bankrupt <laughs> worse than this? I mean, we would have been bankrupt if Thurston would have fucking stayed. <laughs> yeah, Australians are not so funny, I guess, in their time zone. Oh, I don't, don't, don't make me talk now, bro. Bro, I got some dirt on you. Go fix I your mic. I got some dirt on you, bro. What dirt? What dirt? Go fix your mic. I can't even hear it's you reasonably. <laughs> With the stupid it's, Australian it's, internet, uh, it's like lagging. Five hundred ping. Oh. <laughs> what dirt? What dirt you got on me? Do you remember last year we were in Discord? It was me, you, Emma, oh and someone God. else. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I sent I sent a video of Bill Burr's stand up. Yeah. And oh please. I don't find this guy funny. This guy is just rude or something. He <laughs> I'm just not, made I'm up not some shitty excuse. Talk about and Bill then Burr I look. Right now. I look in the chat and you're sending squirrel videos. So don't tell me <laughs> what's funny and what's not. Dude, the squirrel, the squirrel videos are the best. It was like a squirrel oh in an obstacle course or something. <laughs> Come on, those are the best, bro. Also, you right. already made one mistake, Maz. So you should shut Which up. Was? What? What mistake? Last did I make? week, we were going to do a podcast. I stay up late just for you and your stupid fucking time zone. And then what happens? You don't fucking I, show. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> I don't know. You have a lot. To, you're on my radar. You're on my shitting too radar. Like, I'm a shit big on you. We switched to reality TV, oh, it seems. <laughs> anyway. Okay, okay, I'm coming for you, bro. All right, let, let's continue. What, what do you guys want to talk about more? Squirrel videos, nah. <laughs> Talk about the, the talk about the managers. Do you guys, dude? The squirrel you guys videos are awesome. The, That's Mark. Yeah, Wilber. I love them though. Mark, Mark Wilber is, is the best. That we we can talk about the managers indeed. About yeah, let's uh, talk about the managers. You what, what do you guys reckon? You guys on the Okanburuk train or you guys on the bandwagon with Nuri Shain? Because personally, I was on Okanburuk, but yeah. now I think I'm leaning towards Nuri Shain. I got a bit of FOMO. Torrance. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like. Of course, we want to give him the proper chance, but is I don't think any of the I still give him the him. chance. He said, "No vacation plans for me. I'm working closely with our sporting director. Must be Sensibile, who didn't know what to do for thirty days." But yeah, other than that, I'm not gonna lie. I do have FOMO on Nuri Shine as well, but I don't think he will come. He'll probably stay another year with Antalya. I think we should have a vote real quick. I'm curious, just like a straight up vote. Okay, let's Between let's do it one by to- one. Torrent, Torrent, Nuri Shahin, and Okamburuk. Torrent. Or should we add a fourth choice and say, none of the above, let's go for another different name. Fatiterim. Like Fatiterim, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you may as well just say everyone knows the fourth option is Fatiterim. <laughs> you, you don't have to be afraid to say it, man. Isn't it Hikmet Kojaman? <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, if only, bro. Hikmet Kojaman? Who's that? He's about to win the Turkish Cup, bro. No way. Reza Chalambay all the way, bro. Oof. Turkish Santa Claus against Reza Chalambay. 
Alright, but uh, let's have a vote then. Then uh, let's start from uh, top to bottom. Yasin, who do you say? Who do you prefer of our coaches? First. Yes, of course. I want to see, I, I see Nuri Shahin before he gets pulled to Europe to be the next club, bro. That's my opinion. Okay, Nuri Shahin. And you, John? Um, so I would want Nuri Shahin, but I don't think he's ready, unfortunately. Um, but that is who I want the most and who I would be the most excited for, but I don't think he's ready. So, so if I were to, if I just put him aside and I was just, if I was thinking of Torrent and Okan, um, no, not Fatih Denim. Don't even keep that away from me. Um, ah, that's so hard, man. I think Okan could do really, I think he has the potential to do really well, but Torrent, I don't necessarily want to give up on him yet, man. Like, Adam. ah, that's so hard. I would. John's just saying all the right answers right now, man. Sheesh. Because because you know what the, this is the this is the problem for me. I I hate when like I don't want Torrent to be fully judged or marked in, just based on the situation. Like he was just dropped in too difficult of a situation, you know, like from, from the get-go. He was set up to fail right from the fucking beginning. Like, that's so difficult. So a part of me wants for him to stay and have a full season and see, you know, if we make any loan transfers or permanent transfers or what, what he does with the team. I'm very, very curious about that. But then the other part of me is like, you know, it, it might just be too difficult. Like he gets ripped to shreds every two seconds if he, you know, over over every little thing. Um, I don't know how the players feel towards him. I, I, that's another sort of unknown factor. I don't know about that. So I think maybe the safer choice that would make a lot of people more happy would probably be Okan. Um, and I would be okay with that too because I think he could do well. So I'm kind of, I'm a little bit mixed on it. But if, if we went with Okan, I'd be very happy with that. I think he could do well. If we stayed with Torrent, I would be happy too because I'm curious to see what, what would happen, you know? I do yeah. have to say that the fact you're Canadian does show here. You're so considerate and nice in your answer. Thank like, you so much. It, it yeah. is, it's either one of the two and you're like, ah, oh, but it's nice for these people, but also nice for them. Mm. I'm happy yeah, okay, with both. Okay, well, well, just for, vo for, for voting sake, for voting sake, if mm -hmm. we were to vote, I'll just vote. I'm going to vote Okan. Okay, so one Nuri, one Okan. Emre, yes, what okay. about you? You almost right. said I sorry. mean, I already know the answer probably, but... All right, so, like, John, I get you where you're coming from. Torrent was dropped into a uh, bad situation, but that's a situation that he knowingly went into himself. You know what I mean? So I For sure. I don't blame him, but I can't, you know, give him excuses. Because essentially, you know, you went there, you took the job, you said, yes, give me the money, I will do it. You know, it's like he didn't, he didn't come and do it for free, essentially. So mm -hmm. I, I don't want, I, I don't think he's a bad manager. Like, I'm not saying he's a bad manager. I just think he needs specific players. And for specific mm -hmm. players with specific attributes, you need money. We don't have money. Mm -hmm. um, my, I, I like Nudie, don't get me wrong. But like you, you also said, he's kind of inexperienced. This could be like a... One trick pony type situation, or like a one season wonder from him. You don't know, right? So I, I want know, him man. to get a little bit more. I mean, dude, half a season is not enough to judge completely. You know what he I mean? Has Tudor had assistance, man. Tudor had a uh, was what 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 was Tudor's team that he was with? What was that team that he uh, he was at right before he came to us? He beat us. He beat I think it was Fenerbahce. Yeah, okay, yeah. And then he came to us, and like you know, he was—he's also like a one-trick pony: attack, attack, attack. That's it. He didn't really have anything to you know show. Um, but I think Okan Buruk, man, because he's shown the most consistency of the third of the three. Like he did really well with like Rize, Aksar. Okay. He he got the championship with Bashak Shit. I mean, what more do you need? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he's he's more of a a player person. Like he. Uses the players in a specific way. He's not a system. Uses gas. Type of manager. More pragmatic. Okay. Pro and he's yeah, more pragmatic. More, basically, that's what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like he he's taken teams like th that. We're like in our situation, or bottom of the barrel, almost like relegation, and brought them up to like mid table consistently you're over and over. Talking about Emre Belezolo. Uh, <laughs> maybe. You want him? Do you want Emre Belezolo? 
No, you want fuck, him to be the him, fifth bro. option? No. <laughs> Let's get him in here. No. No, okay then. Okan Buruk, bro. Salih söylesin kim? My vote would be that we keep Torrent. Um, sort of for the same reasons John actually mentioned. Yeah, he, he's been brought up in a really poor situation. Yes, he did choose it, but I, I don't know, man. Halfway through the season is kind of, for me, still difficult to really judge. And in the end, we're still at the same place. But I, I do reckon that if you have a preseason and one slash two quality signings and mainly in... Uh, in the midfield area, I think we we can do better. Um, he's here here anyway, and wasting more money right now. Uh, while we have not that much, I I don't see, I don't see that as a wise option. Um, I'm gonna do sort of a tier list though. I'll, I would do Okan as second choice and Nuri last, basically because, I mean we're Galatasaray, we're the biggest club in the country. I don't think it would be wise to experiment with a manager who's only had experience for six months. Yes, Storm also hasn't had a lot of experience as a you know main coach, like a head coach, but at least he was still under Guardiola for how many years? Uh, well, 15 years, I believe, or so. Maybe even longer. Yeah. Um, so that's, I w- that's why I would put Nuri at last And if I can spot. add to what you're hmm. saying, Salih, and Nuri is coming off six months to a club that's known to, like, eat their managers alive if they don't perform Turkish mm-hmm. or foreign. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't want to see his like career get, you know, screwed before it even starts. That's why exactly. I'd like to see him get more, you know, under his belt before he approaches us. And he's Galatasaray, right? Even if he goes to Europe, if we come knocking, if he's a true Galatasaray, maybe he'll come and coach us down the line. Mm-hmm. You never know. Yeah. No, that, exactly. That, that's what I think as well. I don't want to, I mean... Not that I really have a dog in this fight, but I don't want Nuri to ruin his career by coming to us this quick because, as you know, uh, we as a football nation are pretty short-tempered. There are a lot of expectations from us, especially after such a horrible season. We want to climb back pretty quick up, so I would say Nuri's third choice. I don't think he's a bad coach, by the way. It's just based on these three, I would put him third spot. You know, that's my take. And uh, now, now uh, now to Bob, yeah. What do you think? Uncle Bob? Look, <laughs> I'm, I love Nuri. I love Nuri, and I like what he's doing with, his, with the club he's at right now. But like everyone's already mentioned, it's, it's too soon. I do feel like it's way too soon. And I do feel like slightly social media is hyping up, hyping up way too much. Like after score a goal, like he's running on the field and stuff, and like zooming into his face, they're trying to dramatize it a bit and compare him <laughs> to Klopp a bit. But having said that, and Yasin knows exactly which video I'm talking about. That's why he's laughing. <laughs> maybe, maybe a season down the line, I think he can be looked at again if our coaching situation is bad. But my vote is going to Okan. Just because it's a much safer option and much more experienced. And he wants to come to us. That's the, the best part. He wants to come. I think he's waiting for us. That's, he's waiting for us. He's not, that just doesn't want to come. He's waiting for us. I've read reports that he right was approached now, yeah. plenty of times by other teams too. Like he's not accepting anyone's offer right now. He has personal problems. Yeah. I don't know. Like, no, that was that was. Before. I don't know if he's that using that as an excuse to see what what's going on with us. Before he did have some issues. I think something about his uh, child or his daughter or something. Yeah, yeah. But now he he openly said he goes. I'm waiting for guys today. He's like, yeah, with the interview me, with Mitchin, right? Yeah. Mitchin, yep, yep. Correct. 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 He's like if. God said he approaches me now. He goes, I will say yes in like a heartbeat. Well, that's not what he said, but like, I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. But Well, for me then, my vote is easy. I've said it countless of times in the past episodes. Torrent. And for Nuri, I would have on the second spot just because of FOMO. <laughs> if I may ask you then, Summit, you have Torrent as number one, right? But generally speaking, you're usually not that positive on him. So why would you then want him? Because, I, like I always said, like John also said before he switched route to Okan, <laughs> he didn't have a proper time. Like, he didn't come at the proper time uh, with some good preparation, good transfers, the players he wants. I, I can see him uh, put in something good. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then we have three votes, for, three votes for Okan, right? Two for Torrent and one for Nuri. And Emery, you want to add something? 
I mean, I don't know. I was just going to say, I don't think, even if Torrent had every single player, that doesn't mean he's going to be putting out a good season because, like we said, he's also new to coaching and hasn't really proven himself yet. If the next president keeps Torrent and we sign some sick players from City and other teams... Okay, bro. And we mm-hmm. play amazing. City? Who are going to mm-hmm. sign City? City? Who, who... They're U16 like players? Like mm. who? <laughs> okay. <laughs> some random kiddo, maybe. Bro, we, we can't money. afford one player from their team. Who are you going to sign? With Torrent, I think what would most likely happen is I think like uh, second team Barca players would probably be brought in on loan or something. Like, like, how, like what happened with Pena. I think that would be... Mm-hmm. Considering our situation, that would probably be the best bet in, you know, bringing in new players that suit Torrent or like the ideal players that he wants. I I mm-hmm. could totally see that happening, but you know whether or not he'll he'll be here for that to happen, who knows, right? That's my true, yeah. my my schizophrenic side says, "Fuck that, man! We're not gonna be Barcelona satellite team." What the fuck does Torrent think? Getting loanies from Man City, <laughs> Barcelona. Just be our own man. Stand up. Like, don't. Oh be yeah, true. Like Barca and City, horrible clubs were way better, right? So, <laughs> I also wouldn't want those players. Also, you guys don't like being loan Sarai, right? So, yeah. Why would you want to loan players consistently like that? You you mm-hmm. know uh you know one one other thing with uh, Torrent is that like I don't know how true this is. This is just an idea. Just knowing our fans and knowing Turkish people in general, um. I think no matter what happens with Torrent, people are going to have that like bad taste in their mouth from what happened with Fatih Terim. Like even though that's not Torrent's fault at all, I feel like no matter what happens, people won't, you know, there's that group of people that won't ever fully support him. And, you know, I I that's kind of unfortunate, but uh I think that that's sort of the case which I don't know, maybe bringing in Okan or a different manager might you know, get rid of those bad vibes and just bring in that breath of fresh air, you know, like clean slate type of thing. But I don't know. We, yeah. we know how our fans are like. Did you, you know? guys, did you guys see Torrent's post interview after the game? No questions were yes. asked. I, yes, exactly. I felt so sad for him. Like yeah. his face at that time. It's like, no, no questions. He said, actually, you're all just afraid to ask questions and then left. Yeah. Ridiculous. Maybe a good segue to the game. Yeah. Who wants to do the first XI? I think you can do it, uh, Summit. Uh, you're pretty enthusiastic. And it's not morning <laughs> for you, so it's like late at night. I don't have it on me. <laughs> on top of yeah, that. Yeah, I can, like, I, I can do it. Like I can do it if you guys or, want. Or John. Top, yeah, you go ahead. John. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll so, uh... It was our final final match of the season. We played against Nuri Shahin's Antalya Spor. We started uh, with pretty much uh, the usual backline. So first we had a Muslera in goal. Uh, usual backline that we've seen for most of the season. So Sasha Boy at right back. Uh, two center backs, Markao and Nelson. And Patrick Van Anholt left back. But we started in the midfield with all three of our I guess, usual midfielders we've been using lately. Uh, Berkan, Thailand, and Eric Pulgar. And we had Halil. I think it was the second game in a row, I think, where he was playing in that position, just sort of uh, in front of the midfield. And we had Gomis and Babel as well. No Momo starting in the final game. Gomis uh, got the nod once again. And... um, yeah, maybe uh maybe I can just sort of dip into what I thought about the match. You know, obviously it wasn't the best season. It was a really weird one. It was very strange, it was frustrating to watch. Um in this match in particular, I don't know if you guys noticed this uh or if maybe it was just something that I I seen, but the way that uh the way that we were sort of arranged or organized on the field, it was it was weird. Like when the match started, I was, I, I do this in my head every single match, even if it's not gospel. I just, every team I watch, I just, I try to figure out what, what they're trying to do. But when this match started, I noticed that uh, at first it looked like we were playing like four triple two, like four two two two. Like at certain times it looked like uh, we had our back line and then Pulgar and Thailand 
And then in front of them, a little bit wider, uh, Berkan on the left, uh, and then Halil or Babel. And then the front two, they were kind of rotating. It could have been Gomis or Halil or Babel or Gomis. I thought that was interesting. But, um, you know, interestingly enough, it kind of seemed to be working in the first half. Like, did you guys notice our, our press was pretty good in the first half? And Antalya turned the ball over quite a few times. And uh, that led to some half chances for us. And I, I think it was the first half. Was it the first half we had that goal canceled from uh, offside? It was, right? Berkan's goal? You guys Berkan's goal, you mean? Yeah, that was the first half, right? I yeah. believe so. I, f- I yeah. think it's the first half, yeah, yeah. 20th yeah. minute, Bowie passes to Halil. Halil makes yeah. a great turn to Babel, and Babel was offside, and then Berkan scored. Yeah. Wait, wait Summit, yeah. what, what did Halil do? A, a, a turn what? Well, how, how was that turn? <laughs> no, please, I have enough to shit on him. Okay. <laughs> Bear with me. Sure, he made some good turns, but he's just not it. He's the difference between being a 1 million euro player or 20 million euro player. He just, like, the last thing he needs to do, he cannot do. And I don't think he will be able to do it, so. Yeah, I, I, I pretty much agree with that. Um, I, but like I've been saying, I don't think Halil is a bad player. I, I don't want to call him a bad player, but there's just something about him, man. I don't know if it's his age or, you know, inexperience. I, I don't know. He's lazy, his, bro. So first of all, first of all, exactly what you just said, his attitude seems very strange. Like he just seems lazy. He seems like he's not interested. And his decision making is really bad. Like there's times when he should shoot and he doesn't, or sometimes he does shoot and he'll shoot right at the keeper for some reason. Other times he'll get the ball and make like some amazing turn. Like it's just so, it's, it's very weird. It's a very strange player. That's kind of annoying to watch. Yeah, frustrating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's frustrating. I'm sure you guys think the same thing about him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From my side, I had a few notes on the game. Firstly, John, you mentioned that we went on with a different formation. This is what in the post-game interview, also the technical analyst, the German, said. He said, Galtzerai started very differently against us. We had a hard time. They had a lot of chances. And the second half we changed up to it and we played much better and and that mm-hmm. basically sums up the game very well because mm-hmm. torrent he really went out with a completely different tactic as a coach and it worked and for me first half i think we played great like got into positions got a goal from offside and it was much better than what we used to play and honestly I thought we were going to lose against Alanya. I was pretty sure, even with the shit weather they have over there. Humid, can't breathe. So, in general, I was happy with how it was played. Again, last game of the season. And what I did see, we did lose a lot of critical balls in the midfield. Gomez had one, for example. And Muslera had to make a save. And then Patrick van Aanholt also, around the 12 minute. And then lost the ball and then took it himself again. What I noticed was the defensive line was very high up as well. With Halil, Gomis and Babel up front. Also back mm-hmm. on pushing from the left wing. And yeah, in general, I also noticed that people didn't want to get injured. So they played a bit more scared than usual. And of course, with Sacha Boy being back and playing very well, I was really happy with him. So... That's, uh, I think, my points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't really rate Sasha that yeah. game. But uh, I don't think he was necessarily bad. And uh, yeah, I agree. He did go out with a new formation. And I actually respect this. This is what I want to see. You know, not the same thing over and over again. Trying I to disagree. Or something. I want to see our play, do- our game played every match and over... If it's not working, team. why? If it that's doesn't true. work and you don't have the right players, why are you going to brute force it? Yeah, that's true. That's true. See, this is why I want Okan. See, he like switches things up if it's not working to like <laughs> make it work for the players he has at hand. I just want a dominant game like we had in 2014-15 with 4-4-2, the diamond in the center, and always the same. You knew who was going to come up, who was going to leave. Uh, 17th minute, 18th minute. That team we were was just something else. Overpower 
the opponent with our the own team game. Or something else, yeah. I mean, then again, that's you know, Fatih Tatum back in his heyday, mm-hmm. right? Do you want him back again to re like replicate that? I don't know. It's gonna be know. tough, especially in this climate. But to go back to the game, mm-hmm. I don't know. The first ten, fifteen minutes again, great pressing. We found some openings, but again, very short of the goal. Even though we found shots, it was all all of them were off target. We just need to find and like focus on finishing. That's where it comes back to Halil. This guy cannot finish to save his life. Um, <laughs> and like later on, I don't know. The first half started like started getting drawn out for me. I guess that that's what happens when there's no actual wingers, and that's what you saw in the second half when Kerem came in. Momo, he actually assisted. Momo scored. There was more action. Have you seen the VAR over analyzing our? positions for 10 minutes straight. yeah for like yeah they had to get you know but when it's with them every it's angle. like two seconds damn yeah the, the, the goal they scored controversial as hell you ask me but you know <laughs> it is what it is this is turkey can't yeah. do anything about it i think it was onside but Berkan, man this game Berkan was actually really good i really like Berkan. It, 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 dude he's the Yasin most unlucky team. guy on the planet, though. <laughs> how'd Yasin find Berkan? Yeah, how'd you find him, bro? He was okay. I mean, nothing special. Uh, okay, I think I wow. Better. No, like, he, <laughs> he's... I'm not surprised like you guys are, I suppose, in, in the performances he's put in out recently, especially in that attacking role, a little bit higher up. I was chatting with the boys during the game. I think it was with John. I was like, dude, is Berkan playing left wing? Because it felt like that at times. He was very yeah. high up. Making yeah. overlapping runs, putting mm-hmm. crosses in on the ground, like in the air too. And that's where I think Berkan sticks out more than he, you know, like in the first half of the season when he's playing deeper. He's better higher up because he puts that pressure up that other players can't. Um, but, you know, apart from Berkan, I thought we played pretty decent given our situation. It's the last game of the season. We're playing away. May There's I nothing intervene? to win. Sorry. For There's nothing break. to lose. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, about Berkan. The thing what I noticed is when higher up he does like I would say 80% or 90% of the stuff right but just that final pass he misses passing and vision he misses those passes he has everything else way too often that's what I just wish to add to that and also oh of course yeah yeah, go ahead I was gonna say when one on one he just cannot do anything with anybody when he's like 1v1 Mm-hmm. He always loses, falls over, or just mispasses the ball. That's one mm-hmm. of the things he really struggles with. If he can fix that a little bit, along with the final, you know, final pass or the final shot, he'd be amazing. Like, yeah. like another thing, uh, what I noticed was uh, a few of those passes, which yes, did come from the left wing from him, uh, like hard low passes towards Gomis or Halil or whatever. Like, like honestly, th- they would be like pretty bad, right? But then he would get. I wouldn't say mad, but he would be, like, kind of pissed off at our players for not trying to get it. But I'm like, dude, that's, like, too wide, you know? No one's gonna get that. Like, just just, just focus on yourself again and try again, you know? That, that's that's something I did notice. Like, he, he would tell, I don't know, Halil or uh, Gomis to uh, make a different run or whatever. Did our Aussie boy watch the game? Yes, I, I watched the game. Don't have too much to say about it, because this season has just been straight trash. But... This game in particular, I noticed that we were able to make a lot of opportunities, in my opinion, compared to previous games. But how Emre pointed out, we don't have a single man that can shoot. Every opportunity that we made from open play, especially, it just everything went wide or over, mm-hmm. or it just it was straight to the keeper, which is really frustrating to watch because the opportunities are there. It's just we're not scoring, and. This is a similar problem we had with Fatih Tatum as well, no? We, we were getting into the opportunity and we weren't able to score. And so I feel like it's just the same problem over and mm-hmm. over again. So it's just very frustrating to see this happen again. And I, I hope if Torrent stays, I hope he's able to find a solution. And maybe that solution might be bringing new players, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. So I think it would, it would be a good, uh, a good time now to, to bring this up after what you just said, Maz. I have some numbers for you all that I think you would find interesting. Mm-hmm. Is Longomis? No. Uh, no, 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 no. 
Um, now that the season's over, we have uh, we have final numbers here. So goals against per match, the average in the league was one point three five. Our goals against per match was one point three nine. Yikes! Yeah, for sure. The average shots per match. The league average was 12.5. We finished with 11.7. Ball possession per match, the league average was 50%. Our average was 55%, so a little more Mm -hmm. possession than uh, the rest of the league. Goals for per match, the league average was 1.35. We scored 1.34 goals per match. Mm -hmm. So under the league average, just ever so slightly. And that pretty much just speaks to what Mazar was saying. Like, uh, you know, a club like Galatasaray should be scoring a lot more goals. A lot more. Um, so it's, that is probably the, the, one of the most frustrating things about this season is that we can't put the ball in the damn net. And yeah. all of the stats I just read, you know, pretty much um, speak to that. And especially, uh, you know, also the, the goals average. We're conceding mm-hmm. more goals than the average in the league. And, you know, we're supposed to be the best team in this league. So that, that sums up the season for you all. It's, it's been very frustrating. John, and, um, and on that, because uh, <laughs> as I previously mentioned, I was like, do you have stats on Gomis? Would you still say we have a striker problem? Because in the in the last game, right, we had Gomi start up front. He's our main man, and he doesn't really, you know, run back and press and whatever. He just yeah. stays up top, right? But he had a total of eight touches in those... How many minutes did he play? 70, 75? Yeah. Isn't that, like, way too low for a striker to have? Especially for considering he, well, does stay a bit higher up. Eight whole touches. That is... Yeah. Abysmal, if you ask me. I I mean, so you asked if I think we have a striker problem. I think that we do, but I think that it could potentially be easily fixed because I haven't given up hope in in Momo. Like, I think that he could be a fantastic player. He's gone. But I I don't... Yeah, at this point, after this season, I I can't see him sticking around, you know, for, for much longer, but... I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what the issue was. It's hard for us. Like, we're just fans that are looking through everything in a very narrow view. Like, we can only see what we're shown, right? Like, Mm -hmm. the matches and stuff like that. We can only judge off those things. I don't know why he's not being used. I don't know what his feelings are towards that. But I think we have a striker problem when we might have the solution for that already. And I Mm -hmm. think most fans probably would be in agreement with that right? That he could be really useful for us, but it's just, it hasn't come together. So we'll see what happens. I don't expect him to be here next season. And I, I don't blame the kid either. You know, I, he has to do what's best for his career and, you know, sitting on the bench on the 10th place team in the Turkish league is probably not going to advance him. Yeah. You know, if a 37 year old's playing over me, I'd be tilted as well. I'd fucking leave immediately. Yeah. Uh, on that as well, right? So is Gomez gone as well? Since he well didn't reach the ten goal mark, uh, he has nine goals now. So does this mean he's a goner too? Because in the news section we didn't mention it, right? We did mention like Babel, Faguli, Arda, which were clear, but I didn't see a message from his side like parting ways with us or whatever. So well, it strengthens our negotiating hand, right? We don't have to take him. We can if we want to and come to an agreement. That's the thing we have now we shouldn't is there any way that any of you guys would want to keep him Gomez depends on the transfers and the foreign limit and John or Yasin what do you guys think go ahead Yasin as a bench player maybe but honestly probably not I'd rather just move on yeah I I agree I, I, I don't see a reason for it like realistically speaking even if we bring him off the bench I just don't see what he can add. Like, he's just... Uh, Scoring pens? I don't know. He was I, supposed I to be a bench player from the get-go, right? And then he's yeah. starting. I don't think he would accept that role, now that I think about it. Like, I don't think Gomez would want to be a bench player here. He likes that, you know, to be the center of attention, you know, be the striker that the team... He's scoring, right? He, he likes to be close to the fans. He likes to be playing. He likes to be scoring. I don't think he would 
be a bench player when he could be a starter elsewhere. Is how uh, I look at tough it. luck to him, then. Yeah. Well, another uh, no-striker season, then. Coming up, perhaps. But Don't forget Jagna, boys. Did we, did we forget about him? <laughs> oh, my God. King Kong. King Kong. Jesus. Yeah. Fuck you, Shaitan. I don't, I don't want to talk forever about it, but I have hopes for him to be, like, an important player next season if we don't sell him. I think he's good. I'd be curious to see... I'd be curious to see what it looks like under a different coach, you know, a different team, different wingers, midfield behind him. I think he can still provide a lot. I just miss yeah. his like, um, TikToks and videos. When he's training and he's like drenched in water, I have a feeling he just throws water at himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mas? Yes? I thought you were going to say <laughs> oh, <we're> something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah. That was so funny. I was gonna say what you what you said about his thing videos. Yeah. Where he pours water on his face and then he just he just zooms in on his face and it's just like he just looks so tired. But it's so clearly water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think we can round up a bit the episode, guys. Uh we also have a tier list, not a chair list episode coming up <laughs> and we'll probably do more squad depth and transfers next few episodes and then stay tuned we have a special behind the fans series coming up two episodes recorded now i'm doing the editing so that should be coming up afterward but yeah maz it's your punishment you do the outro plug us and stuff like that now i think john should do the outro <laughs> i want john to do the outro Ah. Uh... You know what? I, I embrace any role, okay? I'm, I'm, down for, I'm, I'm down for anything. Can't say no. You're too nice, bro. The people's man. Nice. You gotta Thank tell you so much. Summit to fuck off once in a while. <laughs> no, I, there's too much Canadian in me. That's, you know, you, you, you can't change me, okay? They'll just apologize to him instead. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. But uh, yeah, as usual... Thank you for everyone that has been listening. We started uh, sort of midway in the season. If you've been listening since then, thank you so much. We've enjoyed doing it. Looking forward to the episodes we have in the summer and, of course, next season. Lots of heat for you all that are, uh, that are excited to listen. So thank you for listening. You can follow us on our socials. It's at the Lions Den GS on Twitter and uh, Instagram as well. Reach out to us on Twitter. Tell, you, tell us what you think about this season, what you expect for next season. And uh, that's it. We'll catch you on the next one. Ooh.